What is up, everybody? Fly Casual is back. It's 2016. And you know, you heard several of us get together and gush after seeing The Force Awakens. But you know what? Maybe not everybody feels quite so walking on sunshine. And that's why we're going to sit down tonight. We're going to talk Counterpoint Force Awakens starting right now. Let's get ready to wrinkle! Do I need to send you guys booze or happy sauce? What is it going to (laughs) take? Yeah. What is it going to take to get you two to lighten up? Huh? Hey, I... I never said I hated the movie. <laughs> but it's you know, thing, you know the rules of this podcast are if you question something's greatness, you automatically hate it. Of you course, know yeah. that's how we roll. Yeah, well, that's pretty much everyone, I think, in the super Star Wars fandom universe, because uh, I, people just if you if you have any criticism of it at all, you hate the film. Yeah, you just do. Right. <laughs> so that's why we're here to talk today about why you guys hate the film. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Casual. Force Awakens Counterpoint. I'm your host, Mr. Corey T. Wilson. And uh, with me today is uh, Remote. We have Mr. Mike Archibald. Hello. 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 Well, on- uh, how are you feeling, man? It's 2016 now. So we numb. weeks later. Yeah. Numb. yeah back words, to work. And, words numb. Yeah. Lots yeah. of numb. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm not. I, I have no idea what the new year has in store for me, and nor do I find. Uh-huh. Nor do I think it's going to be altogether that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's an election year, so. <laughs> oh, we, <laughs> oh, that's my favorite kind Yay. of year, where the airwaves are dominated with just oh What's temple rubbing trash? news. <laughs> It's like, oh man, I got my choice between you know a poop taco and uh, what's the other a crap sandwich? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome to politics. But why don't we? Why don't we escape from U.S. politics for a moment and welcome back to the podcast, Mister But before he says anything, I have to, in all faith, you know, by request, standing request. No, that's the wrong one. <laughs> Good job. Nice. Oh, no. I guess I did Test replace that things. one on the soundboard. <laughs> so to answer your question from earlier, no, I removed your theme song from the soundboard, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Steve Potter. <laughs> Welcome Hello. back. Hello. How, how are you doing, guys? You okay? Yeah. Been, yeah, yeah man. Been too long <laughs> since we had you on last. So Yeah. Thanks for having me back, guys. I really appreciate mm. it. And for doing it at a sensible time. So it's it seemed like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's why there's only three of us. <laughs> but it, it seemed like the right thing to do just because to set this up, you know, again, uh, the the all the boys that we could scrape together local, except for the one who was off at like a elementary school pageant or whatever Mike was doing. Yeah, we all went and saw the film and we it was a big group hug fiasco and we were all just coming out going how much we liked it. And that's not exactly the reaction that was tossed out by both of you after your initial yeah. viewing of the film. Yeah. And and because neither of you are, of course, involved with our big Force Awakens spoiler cast, I wanted to get together and talk about these things. Now, having said that, I'm going to set the table right now. This okay. podcast will most likely contain spoilers. We don't have yeah. a table set, but we also, you know, we're not good. We're raiding the fridge on this one. Yes. Yeah. And so, Be warned. yeah, if you have sensitive ears uh, and you don't want to hear, if you still, if you've been hiding under a rock. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you're the only <laughs> yeah, one if, on the planet. If you haven't seen the film, the film by now, you're not alive. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. 
So uh, go to the ER. They've got bags and a morgue underneath. They'll take care of you. But in the meantime, we're going to be talking spoilers. So having said that, you guys came out with sort of uh, slightly different perceptions on your initial viewings of the film. I, I do want to ask the questions right off the bat. Mike, how many times have you seen it? I've seen it four times. Oh, for crying out loud. I've seen I, actually, it I've seen I it see, twice. I could definitely go for a third right now. Actually, I saw it, and somebody had to point this out to me, but I actually saw it three times in the first 24 hours. Yes, I've told everybody that about you. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. a weirdo. Now, this is, this is a guy who had no plans to see it <laughs> right. in the first 24 hours that it was out. Right. But after the end of the first showing within the first 24 hours that it was out, <laughs> he decided to see it and saw it three times within yeah. the first 24 hours. So he had no plans. Yeah. Zero to three. So yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What ended up happening was, yeah, the, we had the little pageant, the Christmas pageant that night and uh, you guys had ran off to the seven o'clock showing and uh, I ended up making it out to about the, I think it was 1115 or so. Yeah. So. I was after, be, as you guys were recording, I'm I'm enjoying the movie. So that's right. That's trying right. Trying to do anyway. We were texting about it a little bit before I hit the hay yet right. that night. So. Right. so yeah. So Potter, how many times for you? Three. Three. I've, yeah. Oh. Once uh, in IMAX. Once in normal 2D. And once in 3D. And oh, I, wow. I actually preferred the 3D a lot better. Really? Did you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I. You know. I don't know why. Uh, Maybe I'm, you know, being less traditional than everyone else. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know why. I just prefer the actual format. I'll, you know, obviously you, it doesn't change the content. I, I tell you, I'm actually with you, but I'm not sure if it's for the same reason. The reason I, mm. I did my last time that I saw it, the fourth time was in IMAX 3D. Um, but I didn't mm. necessarily enjoy the 3D. What I enjoyed is that we had. A, uh, a working sound with, system. Yes, with a working sound system. Because <laughs> you can't loud. see it that way in any theater in town here. No, I've both times I've seen the movie, I've had no surround sound whatsoever. Yes, and it's like, wow, mm. thanks for charging me full price. Thanks, I appreciate yeah, that. Right, right, yeah. The, I mean, uh, go ahead. I saw it in IMAX. And, uh, yeah, I just wasn't sort of kind of blown away. You know, I mean, that was Leicester Square, so this is one of the. This is supposed to be the main one of the main top cinemas, you know, in the country, and like a mm-hmm. flagship cinema. And yeah, just the picture quality wasn't that great for me. Yeah, especially at that scale, you're going to see every flaw. I would yeah, imagine. I mean, of course, I got I got a complimentary ticket, so I was kind of like six rows from the front. Oh, ouch! Oh, wow! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did they give so, you a neck pillow? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was- Come out of a sore neck, yeah. you know. You're having to look one side of the screen to see BB8, and one side yeah. of the screen to see Poe. Well, you know, so. I thought you were gonna say one side to see BB8 and one side to see whether it's his thumb or his middle finger that he's flipping, because <laughs> it's all the way on the other side. That's a whole other debate. <laughs> the, the online I, I, war. I still, say I still say it's a thumb. I know you you think it's a the flip off. I, I I'll, I'll say quickly. I feel like it was extended with the context and the speed that it was extended. <laughs> In both times I saw the movie, yeah. it was a definite flip off. But when I've seen the gifts on the internet that slow it down, yeah. it definitely appears more of a thumbs up because the thing, it, rather than switch straight up, it rotates into position. Yeah. So right, that right. makes it look more of a thumbs up. I'm willing to concede, but in my heart, he's still flipping him the bird. So that's how that's how I'm going to roll with that. But, all right. All, all right. right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to try to fade in the background here, and I want you guys to tell me your initial impressions and Potter, I want to start with you because of course you got oh, to see no it. You, yeah, no, no, you got to see it on the, uh, uh, at the big premiere. Yeah, I was, uh, fortunate enough to, and this was my, uh, 
first outing with the Rebel Legion. Right. As my Galactic Marine uh, for the Elstree base. And we got an invite by Lucasfilm with the 501st to actually walk on the red carpet at yes. the European premiere and to see the film on the 16th. So kind of like a day before everyone else. Right. So I kind of, I mean, oh God, it was unreal, crazy, surreal day. Yeah. And you're there in costume and people are taking your photo and you march out uh, to the throne room theme, which is my, my favorite piece of music. Yeah. You know, in the whole saga ever. And, you know, you're just so sort of hyped up. So when I eventually got into the cinema, I was so sort of hyped on adrenaline. (laughs) And after I'd finished watching the film, I kind of thought, well, okay, maybe I haven't kind of given it a chance because I just thought I was too, you know, hyper and expecting too much. And, you know, it had been a long day. I was tired, you know. But, yeah, I just... Because I came out and straight away I messaged you guys, didn't I? Yeah. And I said, all I said was, I've seen the film. Yeah. And I, I think, Corey, your response was one word. Yep. And no spoilers. <laughs> and I fear my... <laughs> I, I, you knew all the spoilers anyway. We'd already gone over it. Right. And my one word was meh. Yeah. Now, I, you know, I've changed... I've changed my opinion now to the film is good. Right. After seeing it three times uh, and allowing, you know, you pick up, obviously when you go and see it different times, you pick up different bits. Right. So you need to, I mean, I still watch Return of the Jedi now and I'm still seeing new creatures in Jabba's Mm. throne group. You know, you can't take it all in. Right. Uh, And just before uh, I'd actually got into the cinema, I just like shook hands with Harrison Ford. So I was a bit, (laughs) Kind of, kind, you know, I know I'm dropping the name in there. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would be, a, I Harrison, would be Harrison in your place. I would, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Harrison, I'm going to watch a film. I can't talk. <laughs> that guy's a talker. Oh, he is. Never shuts up. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, a fun, the funny thing was, you know, we, we got changed and we had sort of like 15 minutes to get changed. Right. And when you've got a full suit of armor, on and stuff and especially like, one that you don't want to destroy yeah you don't want to break it obviously and yeah. some bits are kind of you know flimsy and delicate so strip off you know crazy and we're actually getting changed in a cinema you know <laughs> yeah, like a, right. a theater as you guys call it over there for some strange reason well we only we call it cinema but only when we're trying to sound pretentious <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good job. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. And so I grabbed grab my ticket with some friends and we sort of run off because we're in the same cinema, you know, because uh, there's like three main cinemas in Leicester Square. Yeah. So we all run off and then we join this, you know, massive long queue. And all of a sudden, I just think we're going straight into the cinema. All of a sudden, we back onto the red carpet. Whoa. So, you know, I reach for my phone to start taking photos. Right. Uh, look to my left-hand side, and J.J. Abraham, J.J. J. Abrahams, Abrams. That's all right. Stand- Abram, was, his name was changed to Abraham, basically. Abraham. So yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Still the same guy. Still the same guy. <laughs> Getting all religious. Uh, yeah, just 
was just standing there. And you know, I thought, oh, I'm back on the red carpet. And I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. So, you know, yeah. I'd, you guys have seen the photos. There yeah. was blurries and you think, you know. Uh, and then all of a sudden I heard people shouting, Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Turn to my right. And Gwendolyn Christie is standing about five feet from me. All right. And <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. She, Man, I, she, I yeah, I, a, I saw celebrities at a football field length when I was young and thought that was the greatest thing on the face of the earth. <laughs> and I'm like, I think that's them. They're the same posture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I'm walking on the red carpet and of course everyone, we're all going in a line and you've got all the bouncers, you know, the bodyguards and stuff, you know, trying to move you along. Right. And then, yeah, see Gwendolyn Christie, think, oh, wow, you know, and then, you know, get moved along. And then Daisy Ridley's standing kind of five yards to the right of me. And then I move on and see Harrison Ford. And, yeah, at that point, I kind of lost it and had to get a piece yeah. of the action. Right. Uh, and <laughs> major security risk in London, but I didn't care. <laughs> 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 uh, and then as we walked into the, uh, I'll call it a theatre for the, multinational <laughs> audience uh, <laughs> uh, on to the left hand side was Mark Hamill yeah as I walked in so it was just a crazy crazy evening uh, that's, that's just like rapid fire that, I mean it it, is. Your, your brain's got to be taking these adrenaline shots just left and right yeah, I mean, I'd fall I didn't, down I didn't expect to see all this to happen so I kind of thought it sort of detracted kind of might have detracted from the sure. film for me. But, sure. I, I, um, I don't know how it couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I sat there in the chair and I think the adrenaline was falling out of the bottom of my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it was a, yeah, it was a bittersweet day. Definitely. Right. Yeah. So you walked in, you walked into a movie experience shackled by the fact that you just had like some of the craziest adrenaline, you know, yeah. pounding. Yeah. That yeah. you've ever had in your life. I mean, that would be akin to like, uh, let let me take it and swing in the opposite direction. That'd be akin to like, you know, getting attacked with a knife and kicking the guy in the face <laughs> and he drops a knife and runs off and you feel like hulking beastly and you go in and you're supposed to concentrate on a movie like, oh, yeah. someone just tried to right. take my life. I totally <laughs> scared him off. I saved a bus full of children in the process. Movie time. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't That's think exactly I could do right. that. I'd be like, I'm, I'm going to go home now, please. I wanted to go and swing from building to building. I wasn't ready for a film. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I, yeah, how you sat still, I have no clue. But, yeah. but ultimately, you did sit yeah. through the film, and mm. you, you walked away, and meh was your one word. So, uh, what? Tell me, tell me, what was what was the emotional? You know, and what? I, I mean, get into we get into some details. We're going to get into some details, but mm, just like mm, right, right off the bat, what was it that left you feeling cold? I mean, you've had time to think about it, and you've realized, yeah, oh, yeah. I've had this and that and that. But at the at the moment, you know, credits roll. What's going through your head? Uh, oh, I was just disappointed that it hadn't grabbed me. That I just waited all that time for this special moment, and everybody was saying how brilliant it was. All yeah. the critics, because of course. Not a lot of people had seen it before right. I'd before I'd seen it, you know. Yeah, just keep uh, saying that. Just keep rubbing it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have to get something first before you guys in the states. At least, <laughs> at least we got the main thing. It makes up for all the little things. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just came out, and I was, you know, yeah, it's a brilliant Star Wars film, but 
And it wasn't the fact that, you know, it was too like a new hope and everything that's coming out now. I just felt it was, they played a bit safe. Yeah. I just, and looking back, I just think, uh, I mean, good film, but they just played into the original fans' hands. Yeah. You know, the guys that don't like the prequels but love the originals. Right. And I just felt it was a people pleaser, a people pleaser, just for the fans. Uh, like everyone said, it's a great movie for the fans. But I've been thinking about it since, and because I'm a great fan of the prequels, yeah. so I don't know if this is affecting my view of this one, you know, that it's gone right. back kind of the original kind of you're kind of hitting on something for me because i i'm i definitely like the original trilogy more mm, but yeah. i'm also a fan of the prequels yeah and i also felt like too it was weird because we all we all said oh the, the prequels were too divorced from the original trilogy now mm. this time i almost felt like geez this movie's almost too divorced from the prequels <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> yeah. i mean, I, I, I think that's what you're hitting on and me. i yeah. Oh, it was closer for you. Okay. Yeah, yeah I would. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is going to set the cat amongst the pigeons. But uh, <laughs> wait, I need to it. write that one down to check it out later. I need to Google that one. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, English colloquialisms. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's in my Excel cat, file. Setting the cat amongst the pigeons. <laughs> I love but it. I, I actually came out, and I would have rather watched the Phantom Menace than the Force Awakens again at that point. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. That's okay, that's I, dropping the hammer pretty hard. That's, that's going to lose me some Twitter followers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did preface it at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's, there was just so many things, and there was you know we get into the little in- intricacies of the bits, that, yeah. you know, the, the finer detail. But yeah, I mean, the, the, but that was good because I was watching it with a group of friends and people that I just met and lots kind of like minded people you know right and uh, the second time i went and watched it with a group of colleagues from work who i sort of were kind of interested you know they knew what star wars was about and everything but everyone that i've spoken to that obviously knows of star wars that's seen it that isn't necessarily a big fan you yeah. know like as involved as we are has kind of said they thought the film was brilliant Right, you know, everyone's kind of loved it. As, and then I, so I've kind of, that sort of set me thinking: as is it because I'm too involved, kind yeah. of thing, which puts yeah, me in I, a sticky situation. No, for, I, for, I think for it is. I think that's out. absolutely right. I mean, I think yeah. when you're, especially us who've analyzed every mm. little bitty mm. detail for the last year and a half, getting into this. Mm. You know, and you see this, and it's it's almost. I kind of feel. I think what you're you're saying is that it almost it just couldn't live up to the expectation. I right. guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, and this transcends this film. I think. You know, I'm not going to get into my perspective a whole lot, but I've kind of like you guys. Kind of, you felt one way, and you've kind of rubber banded back a little bit. I was in the opposite direction, and I've kind of rubber banded back a little bit. You know. Sure. It's it's you know it's the amplification of the moment. And for me, it's a it, it, just really quickly. It's, it's a comparison of just before the prequels even came out, or even while the prequels are coming out. When someone goes, "Oh yeah, dude, I love Star Wars. I hear you're a huge Star Wars fan." You're like, "Yeah," and you're gauging that person mentally. You're trying to use mind powers to figure out: <laughs> Are you really into Star Wars, or do you just love it yeah. when they're on TV? Right. You know? Like, right. do you know anything about the EU? Do you know like how what what do you think being a huge fan of Star Wars is? Because there's Star Wars fans, and then right. there was like crazy yeah, people like us. 
Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. this film, I think, you know, now that I've removed from it, I think I can feel, and I think I kind of even knew it at the time, this film was not for crazy people. This film was for people who, like you guys have just said, yep. were into the original trilogy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and, and, and that was their only exposure. <laughs> right. Exactly. And mentally, this film was meant to take you no further than that. And not, not, mm-hmm. not mentally, not creatively, not just, you know, right. with right. knowledge wise of it. That was only as far as it wanted to take you. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. and then the argument then becomes how effective, of course, to do that, which we were all mm. discussing. So, okay, Mike, give me, uh, give me your story. All right. <laughs> well, what red carpets did you walk on? <laughs> yeah, mine's not quite a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, was it just me? I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you damn Brits. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like I said, uh, my first showing was uh, the night of the seventeenth. So, um, you know. The eleven fifteen rolls around, so I mean the obvious stuff here. Long day, you had been running around, decided to see it last minute. Very so late I'm kind yeah. of yeah. I, it's, I, I'm not reeling from having just seen Harrison Ford fight, you know, five feet from me. But you know, I've had traffic, my right? <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right. So um, you know, and then on top of it, <laughs> I've got a bit right out of the gates. One of the reasons that it was so difficult for me is because I decided to have a big giant Diet Coke with me when I, uh, and, and sat through 40 minutes of trailers while drinking said Coke. Oh, see, if you'd gone with us, you would have seen zero trailers because they broke uh, the trailers. Thank you. you got, count your blessings because it's been awful. Yeah. Uh, so, so imagine me. So I've, I've already, you know, down half a diet, giant Diet Coke, you know, through the, tr- the, the trailers before the film. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah, about a quarter of the way fil- through the film, I'm like, geez, I gotta go to the bathroom. But yeah, you're this doing is the, the first time. Shuffle. This is the first time I've seen Star Wars, so I can't <laughs> leave. <laughs> so we I'm were all of us. We were all of us intentionally not getting any concessions because we wanted no th- <laughs> that thing. Josh must have gone to the bathroom three times after we took our seat just <laughs> to be sure that he was completely running on E. Well, he did the right thing because, and I, and I honestly, I got to attribute to some of my. Uh, my initial feelings about the film to the fact that my bladder was about to explode three hours. Oh, later. that's that's a lame excuse. <laughs> it's free. I know it's not oh. as close. Gwendolyn Christie <laughs> rubbing elbows with her, but <laughs> or rubbing hips, I guess, with her elbow. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it would be like hip, it would be hip to elbow. I got lost yeah, in the mental image there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> so th- that's I, I, part of my agitation, I guess, because I got I got a bit when I walked out of the film, I was kind of pissed <laughs> about Mike, did, I, you, Mike, did I, you watch it on your own? I did watch that's, it on my own. I was just, which yeah. is also which is also like, you know, we all had the 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 bro out thing. Yeah, going on. Yeah, right, same right. Here, yeah. yeah. The camaraderie. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I missed out on all of that. So but I, I really looking back because I after seeing it four times now, I've you, we talked about the rubber band effect, Corey. I, I'm the same way. I've, I've come to the point where now I'm like, yeah, it's a good film. I really like mm. it. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's not it's it's still not the the um, the jaw dropping, you know, explosion of awesomeness that I thought you know, going in, but it's, it was, it was fun. And it's not like I'm not going to buy the film and have it part of my collection and, and all yeah. that stuff. But it's, uh, it kind of has landed right in the middle for me as far as all the films go. So, right. um, mm-hmm. you know, that was, that was kind of my deal at night, but, uh, um, yeah. My, I, I, I mean, ahead. my saving grace, if you like, is when you look back, and you know, you've got a new hope empire strikes back looking back a new hope, 
isn't that great a film. Of course, yeah. it got you as a kid because that's what it was meant to do and you were a different person back then. Mm-hmm. But I hold, you know, <laughs> I, I'm holding by a thin thread that Empire Strikes Back has been voted, you know, one the greatest film of all time. And that was the second one to come out. Right. So, and of course, it's going to, Oh, they're so clever because they've left so many questions. Oh, out. yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. As much as everybody complains about that, right. it's the best thing to be strong yeah. enough to do that. See, because yeah. Disney knows they're making a bunch of films. It's not one of those like, well, right. you've got to, you've got to get everybody on the hook mm. the first time. Mm. It's like, they're already right. on the hook. Do what well, you got to do. Haven't, we haven't had this since the early 80s, right? I mm. mean, the prequels, everybody knew where they, those were going. We've had yeah, these discussions the about yeah. that's the inherent problem with yeah. prequels yeah. is you know where the exactly. end point is. Yeah. Right. We're at a point now where this is all sequel stuff, so we mm. have no clue. So, yes, we're back to kind of an exciting time, really. Mm. Right. And, I mean, and, I, and, I, I watched the I watched the prequels as a Star Wars fan, but I knew what was coming, so all I wanted to do was, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to see how the Emperor turned into the way he sure. looked. I wanted yeah. to see what happens to Vader. Yeah. Right. You know, and like you say, yeah, it's instrumental in the way, you know, that we look at all the films, really. I would like to go back, though, uh, and and let us all remember those poor lost souls who fought for the Darth Sidious is not Emperor Palpatine thing between episodes one and two. <laughs> do you remember how many people are like, no, no, it's and not him. And I'm like, it's like, the same shit. Oh, it's, oh, how, is, how is it not obvious? Yeah, I don't know. I it's, think people just wanted to believe it, man. It's like the Snoke and Plagueis thing. Yeah. Now it's like, oh god, really? I, how, is, how is that even a thing? I, Come uh, on, yeah. There's guys in this podcast that still think. Yeah, that. I mean, we need. Wait, wait, wait. Which side are we arguing for or against? I'm already. That's how <laughs> not cemented I am. It's, it's not Plagueis, for God's sake. I don't yes. think. I don't think it is either. Thank I don't. You, but, I, mean, I don't think Abrams or Abrams or Kazdan would have any. I like. What is that no. even about? Someone bring me a, a you know a drawing. To tell me what they're talking about. Oh, we could, yeah, we could have that discussion. We get into details, yeah. but yes, yeah. <laughs> I, it's not. <laughs> no, definitely. I'm, I hope it isn't now. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I've got a theory. I, I just made myself look stupid in front of the whole, you know, galaxy. Thing. I've got a theory that uh, that I'm going to save. I'm going to sit on for a bit, but uh, I've got a theory that I, I kind of think would be awesome and kind of think would be a real groaner at the same time. So, I t- are you sitting on it? Yeah, I'm sitting on it. I'm not going to share it now. Because you could get I, a job I, at Lucasfilm. What's that? You could get a job at Lucasfilm. I know, I really <laughs> could. And then they go, Star Wars oh, podcast. No, sorry, thanks for coming in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for tuning in. Bye. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, you got, you know, Mike, other than the fact that you really had to tinkle real bad, that yeah, you were the, doing the, your, the your big, shuffly pee-pee dance. Right. The, what the else? The big thing, the big thing that really struck me that that kind of started me down that path was was the soundtrack man and and i i'm and by soundtrack i need to define this because when you say soundtrack i think people think the music yeah and that's not necessarily what i mean when i say soundtrack what i mean is uh, everything i mean the 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 dialogue the sound effects the music the mix everything all of that all of that rises the soundtrack well the first time you saw it that had to be terrible it, and because it both of our car mics in town, and I'm calling them out, did a horrible job of sound management. Yes. And 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 I and I'll tell you, after that first night, yeah, the the sound was just awful. Now again, four four in, and that last one at the IMAX with the really great sound system, I've I've amended my opinion a little on it. Okay, but I still I still think there's problems. Right. And 
the the biggest i think the biggest one that grabbed me almost right away was you know at the beginning of the film you know we have poe and uh max von Sydow's character and and they're getting attacked by the stormtroopers and all the, you know almost immediately the stormtroopers run out and start shooting and i'm like that doesn't sound like lasers at mm. all that sounds like 1970s battlestar galactica cheapo crap mm. i'm like it, what the heck is this and it I, just I was wasn't just feeling star wars no. at all I was shocked. Yeah, I wasn't feeling it at all. <laughs> That's the thing. I can't wait for it to come out on Blu-ray so I can watch it in my home with a superior sound system, yeah. which is, by the way, my sound system is so ancient that this is painful to say, but a far superior sound system <laughs> yeah, to our right. theaters so I can hear this stuff and have an opinion because I've heard, I've read this universally where people are like, yeah, the score really, really wasn't utilized that well. And some people yeah. said the sound effect. Mm. I've, I've, you're not the only person to say these things. I literally cannot have an opinion about it. Yeah, I mean, when I read that, oh yeah, uh, Ewan McGregor and uh, and uh, and you know we we had both the Obi Wan's voices in it and blah blah blah. And Yoda's uh-huh. voice, Frank Oz came yeah, in, and I'm right. like, and I was like, what are you talking about? What? Yeah, right. Because yeah. and and this was before I saw it the second time. So the second time, I was like, well, I'm going to listen better. And I went yeah, to a different theater. Nothing. I didn't catch any of that. No, hey, I still didn't uh, either. And I got to say, even it. after, because all the stuff I was aware of going into the fourth one at yeah. the IMAX, I still didn't hear the Yodas and the, and the Anakin. Or, okay, yeah, good. Because uh, I'm like, I didn't either. I'm like, I have no idea what anybody's talking about. And when I went either. and saw it a second time, I, I specifically tuned out and listened for that. Well, mm-hmm. obviously, it was the it was it was Ray's scene where she has the flashback moment when she touches the lightsaber. That's what right. they're talking about. Right. But I still didn't hear any of. It. I mean, it's probably in there. I, I don't doubt that it is. Yeah, but, but there's a whole you know, lot of just. <laughs> just like crazy yep. sound mess going yeah. on there right so yeah. well good yeah. I, I was no, thinking it, it was exclusive well i guess it's not good i wanted it to be exclusive to my so my you experience. felt this you felt the same thing though steve right i mean the, yeah. the the sound effects you know just the laser bolts i mean that was the first thing that grabbed me even the lightsabers i was like oh my gosh you gotta be kidding me i was like yeah. okay. I, I gave a pass i gave a pass to um to Kylo Ren's lightsaber because it's mm. it's a new thing, right? Sure, but yeah. even Luke's lightsaber when mm. when it was first charged up, I'm like, that sounds like a jet engine. <laughs> what <Yeah>. the heck? <laughs> and the, all of a sudden, Chewie's bowcasters turned into a rocket launcher. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because these are the jokes. <laughs> the problem is they didn't have a fat guy to fall down all the time, so they had to create jokes. <laughs> they didn't have a Gimli. <laughs> I mean, for me, the music is i mean the sound effects aside for me the music is you know 70 75 percent of what star wars is for me it's so important the music is is brilliant it's gorgeous and i just wasn't blown away by it i felt like again i just thought i didn't maybe didn't give it a chance and then i've listened to the soundtrack and it does the only bit that actually grabs me and gives me that uh you know, feeling the adrenaline and the pit of your stomach yeah. was uh, Kylo's fight with Ray when, yeah. a, you know, a bit really? of the music yeah. comes in, a bit of the familiar and a bit of action. But I was just complete. And after listening to the soundtrack, of course, that came out the same day, I was just, there's parts of the music that are great. But I think, I can't remember who said it or where I read it, but somebody said it kind of felt a bit rushed, right. like John Williams hadn't put his all into it. I mean, I'm not saying that because John Williams I, is, I f- I feel is an absolute legend, you know, and I'm not. He is, right. But I, I, I'm I'm in that camp. I mm. believe that, uh, I mean, first off, the guy's 83 years old, okay? Mm-hmm. You so can't they can't be I, great to the moment you die. 
you yeah. know? Right. Well, and I don't, and that's, I don't Tell think me about it's it. necessary <laughs> that he lost it. I just think, I mean, the guy's 83. I, I just read an article that came out this week. I think actually, Steve, you posted this to the to mm. the Twitter site. Um, and I read the article and, and he even mentioned, he goes, geez, you know, 10, 15 years ago when I was working on the prequels, you know, I, I could, I could pull 12 hour days, yeah. you know, yeah. and it was no big thing. He goes, I do six hour days now, yeah. you know, and, and then take a walk, you know? And I mean, he was kind of pretty forthright about it, but mm. I mean, he was very politic and, oh yeah, I loved it. And I was glad they called and you know I, I didn't hesitate to say yes mm. blah 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 and I'm sure they paid him a bajillion dollars and <laughs> and and that was it but you know I just I just feel like um it suffered it really did I yeah. you know you mentioned um the the fight you know the fight scene mm, and mm. I haven't listened to the isolated um music track yet mm, um mm. and the thing of it is is I I just even the prequels for me you know I I left those movies and you know I was humming the new themes you mm. know Duel really? Of Fates. On top of other than just Duel of Fates? Duel of Fates, the love theme for Anakin. Even yeah, episode two. Definitely. Episode two is my least favorite film. Yeah. And I can, hum, I, can hum, I can hum the love theme from that. Okay. Movie. All right. Good. I, I just I, I felt like that there was just more melodic and it was mixed better. Again, you know, I feel like the music in this film was just tucked so deep in the track, you just you couldn't experience it. It wasn't it wasn't featured. It no. was only supporting. Exactly. And yeah. I think that's the one thing that Lucas really did right in all of his films is the music is just out there. Or yeah. Really. Whoever was doing whoever was responsible for the sound editing, you yes. know, decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and you can tell it's a new crew doing it because it's you know, it's just uh, it's completely different. I thought that the soundtrack, the music, how it's mixed, everything just did not have the power. Now the only thing in terms of the score, uh, and it's funny, I was sitting down thinking about this before we got you know, got together today and, and, uh, the score, the only, the only score I remember is Ray's theme. And, and mm. they played it a couple, two, three times. Uh, the only thing I remember about it though, was that I liked it. I, I couldn't hum it to save my life. Yeah. yeah. And that's about, that's about all I can say about the soundtrack. Uh, I mean, the rest of it just felt like filler, filler music. Yeah. I mean, from people that I've spoken to, uh, Ray's theme is, you know, definitely people's favorite. Right. favorite one right. and it's quite when you listen to it it feels catchy but then it just seems to stop at the point of where it could kind of build up into something else i can't <laughs> i don't know how to explain it it just just falls a little bit short yeah. yeah i is it possible that this you know this soundtrack not being as featured issue is a result of the fact that this film ran at a speed that no star wars film has ever run at I mean, even even uh, Revenge of the Sith had some slow slowdown points. Sure, this film had yeah. no slowdown. Arguably, I shouldn't say no, but like, I mean, if I was going to say, you know, if you have, you need your highs and your lows. You need to pull the audience up and down. Mm -hmm. um, this one had about ten percent of probably the next. You know, the net like Revenge of the Sith. I think of Revenge of the Sith as being one of the most fast paced of the mm -hmm. original mm -hmm. six. Um, yeah. Right. I, this one never slowed down at all. Right. No. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, that, that could be part of it because I mean, mm. you don't, you don't have a point where the only point where you have a uh, similar to Luke going out and just standing on a, you know, the sand and looking out at the <laughs> twin sons is Ray sitting there eating her Insta muffin, you know, yeah, right. and, was, and that's about it. Yeah. There was none of those moments. Right. There was, you know, it's you funny know, that like iconic as that is, you know, yeah, like right. looking at the twin side, you know, everyone knows it. Yeah. And nothing. I'm not going to remember. I can't remember. Oh, obviously, I remember Ray's theme and she's sliding down. 
Well, and that that that's probably one of the most iconic spots where music has ever been featured mm. in cinema history. I mean, even in the uh, even in the 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 uh, Seth MacFarlane uh, Family Guy uh, ripoff, you know, the Blue Harvest and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the mm. Family Guy Star Wars, even then, what is it that uh, that the kid turns and goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, the John Williams and the London Symphony Orchestra," like, <laughs> and they're standing there just like directing the music right there in the sand. <laughs> Right. Because it's it's iconic, right. but this film, I mean, didn't even, it had no point where it was even 50% or 40% of that impact. It was no. just kind of, all right, boom, 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 set piece, set piece, mm-hmm. set piece, set piece, go, go, go. Yeah. I mean, I'm I was not complaining. Amazed, I'm just like, yeah. trying to expand yeah, on maybe what you guys are saying. I was just amazed by the amount of reveals that we actually got in the first film after the, you know, we're so used to kind of slow reveals and building up sure. to who's right. related to who and you know, major deaths and everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think when they decided to go with, and, and this is getting into the spoiler stuff, they decided to go with, you know, Kylo Ren being related to Han Solo mm. and, and then they were going to kill him off. I, I, mm. I've heard some criticism and I kind of agree that, you know, that, I mean, geez, you know, we reveal, I mean, do we reveal that, you know, they were related too soon? And I, I kind of felt like, well, they had to, you had to find that out almost immediately in the film. You couldn't find that out at the end because then the death would have no impact. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Also, yeah. it would be like, it would be like, a, oh yeah, we kind of already knew that. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's <laughs> yes. like, yeah, we kind of figured at this point. Thanks for playing. Right. That's yeah. the, that's like, I always say that's Liam Neeson having the uh, Rush Al Ghul haircut all the way through Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. And then at the end going, no, I'm Rush Al Ghul. And I'm like, yeah, I, I got it. Thanks. <laughs> right. So it's good. Yeah. To, it's good to kind of plot that out a little faster so that you're not hung up on it. And now you're more interested in maybe the emotional implications. I don't mm. know. It's my two cents. Well, it was still, it was still rushed. I mean, I think, I, I think I know what, what you're saying, Steve, that it, it, it felt rushed, but I guess since they picked that as a plot point and they decided to mm. kill Harrison mm. Ford, it, it had to, I, for me, I, I've, I've come to the point where I felt like that Harrison Ford and Adam driver did as the best job they possibly could yeah, given, yeah. given the fact that that was driven so quickly. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I felt like the death scene was, was, was fairly well done and, and, you know, mm, if not mm. rushed, it, you know, I, I, I felt the impact and I thought that was definitely, you know, a, a highlight. Um, mm, it was different mm. than what I had imagined, but, um, but, you know, I, like I said, I, I felt like those two did as much as they could, you know, from the point where yeah. actually for a moment, you know, the death is coming. Right. But there was mm, actually this, this moment, this this second where, you know, you know, Adam Driver's, you know, shedding the tear and, you know, and saying I'm conflicted and all this stuff. And you mm. actually thought for just a split second that we're that, really dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it as well. Everyone must have felt the same. No, yeah. he's not going to do it. He's not going to get it. I thought, oh, right. here he is. He's going to be one of the good guys in the future. Fe- yeah. Oh. It's true, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was actually, uh, I was a bit worried about Adam Driver because when you see him in interviews and like on the panels and at Comic Con and Celebration, he's quite dry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, you, you know, he's quite straightforward and he doesn't show much emotion. That, I that, actually, oh, I, I'm glad you're mentioning this because I feel like I'm the only one who was like, I don't know about this guy. Oh, I was, I was really worried. And then in the death scene, he came across really well. I thought he did, he thought he did a great job. Yeah, I, I did too. I actually, I don't know if you guys have noticed, he's done interviews and things now since the movies come out. He's, he's a lot more lively way now. Way more normal than now that he doesn't have to guard everything, <laughs> everything about everything. Right? There's nothing about his character he could say without spoiling. 
Yeah, no right. wonder. Like, and I kept the, right. I kept wondering. I'm like, okay, maybe he's not that aloof. Maybe he's not that much of a method actor. Maybe he's just a dude who's like, I if I say anything, I'm gonna just spill the beans. <laughs> and apparently that's the case. Because and and here's the dumb thing. Now I look back at some of his other work, and I'm like, what was I thinking? You know, like <laughs> right. uh, someone, a friend posted on Facebook the scene from Inside Lewin Davis. Where you've got Poe Dameron and Kylo Ren singing a goofy folk song, sixties folk song, <laughs> and and if you if you're not familiar, go YouTube. This is Justin Timberlake singing the lead, and yeah. and Adam Driver is hilarious, and that's the only scene I think in the whole film, if I remember correctly, that he's in. He's just this guy who's there to say dopey sounds in this goofy <laughs> song, and so yeah, YouTube that because it is hysterical, and you're like, this guy is actually probably a lot of fun. <laughs> like he's he's a lot cooler than he came across in those early interviews. I think, mm, mm. and he did a yeah. what a job. I mean, I was really worried he was going to be completely vapid and empty. Yeah, but definitely. man, his I mean, the emotional range was on display. Mm, mm. I do I do have to say too, the character is intriguing to me. He's getting a lot of criticism. Uh, that, that character is anyway that. Geez, he's not evil enough. You know, he's not a Darth Vader. Right, exactly. I love, I absolutely love that we have a character that is, he's a dark side character who is struggling with the light. Yeah, (laughs) I thought that was right. That is the one most original idea for Star Wars wise (laughs) that this whole film had. Right. Was this, was, because I mean, we've, Star Wars pretty much gone to every possible sci fi trope well there is in the EU. And so here they're going, all right, we're just going to, we're going to kind of turn this on its head a little bit. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I really like that. It, but at the same time, because of all the pacing issues and stuff like that, we didn't really get a chance to full, fully grasp that if I wasn't already so, you know, spongy sure. and hungry and thirsty for mm-hmm. that anyway. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Where do you guys uh, come down on the whole handling of some, I mean, we've talked about the brilliance of leaving questions open and stuff like that, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, the whole <laughs> glossing over Han and Leia's relationship, not knowing who Snoke is, not knowing who Ray is by the end of the movie. I mean, that's the one thing that I thought for sure was going to be completely summed up for us by the end of the film. Okay, it's not. That's fine. There's a lot of stuff I'm okay not knowing. But that 20 second, 30 second long love stare that her and Luke did at the end of the film um, <laughs> with, you know, no dialogue whatsoever. I guess where do you guys come down on to just all the things left open. Is there something that you felt like should have been really summed up? Uh, um, yeah, let's, I'm trying to think there was something, um, in particular that I really felt like there could have been more. Oh, that's one thing that, that I, that kind of, the stuff with like Han and Leia and stuff. I I thought that was done fine. Uh, We don't need to know all their backstory. They can do that. in the new Canon and expanded universe stuff and all that. There's some in the book. There's some details in the, right. And I, and I knew that we would get that. So I'm, I'm fine with that because you can only do so much in a movie. So that stuff, the one thing that I thought we could have had more exposition on was the status of the new Republic and Coruscant and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, all we know Mm. is that, you know, these guys, you know, this new first order says we're going to kill the new Republic. And then they, you know, shoot their Death Star three and blow up a planet. And and, and everybody's just sitting there scratching their head. It's like, is that Coruscant? Is that wait, what's a who's in charge? What? Yeah, I just didn't think there was enough exposition. It, you know, now I, I know for me it was now I, I know if, if you're trying to com- draw comparisons to a new hope, a new hope, it, the Empire was the same way. We didn't know anything about them. 
Right. So I guess you could you could theoretically argue that you know it's kind of poetic in that way that we just you know we didn't get a lot of ex- explanation of what the empire was in A New Hope, but um, I, I don't know. I guess seven films at the seven same, films in, I feel like we need more now. Yeah, <laughs> when we were introduced to the empire in A New Hope, we didn't know anything about them. So if they oh. said something, we knew that that's all we were supposed to know. Right. Mm. When they're blowing up some planet that I don't remember the, the Hosnian system yeah, worth right. of planets, right. like I don't know if I heard it correctly or if someone coughed when the word was said. Right. I've never heard Hosnian before, so I have no idea if I even heard it correctly. And then I see, you know, a very dense populated city get blown up that and they say, There, we've destroyed the Republic. Well, here I am, guy that, you know, knows the EU, but you don't even have to be EU guy. You could just be a guy who likes the prequels too and be like Wait, what just happened? Was right. that? I mean, right. That was exactly. the first question walking out. I was like, did Coruscant just get blown up or not? Yeah. That's, that's, I that's thought that's it was Coruscant. Yeah. I, but I, then I thought, that's just too easy. You can't just blow up. No, and I, don't, I don't think it was because you're right. They called it a different kind of system. It wasn't. It officially was not no, Coruscant. But yeah. see, I, I just the thought the whole, the whole thing was just kind of goofy anyway because just because you blow up a capital planet or whatever that doesn't eradicate the republic i mean if you've got uh, you know many 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 systems right. you know uh, their government will survive you know even if you blow up their capital city you know? basically <laughs> what they did was they did two things from a new hope and one fell stroke right which was tarkin walking and walking in the room going tarkin walking in going you know the lost remnants of the of the senate have been swept away and then also blowing up the rebel base. Yeah. So in this one, we don't want to, you know, or blowing up Alderaan, excuse me. Right. So in this one, it was two birds with one stone. We'll kill the Senate and demonstrate the power of this fully armed and operational battle station. I'm throwing right. all kinds of movie quotes right. in. Right. <laughs> well, and, and you're kind of going down this road, and I kind of want to touch on this. We mentioned it at the beginning of the cast, but the, um, you know, this whole idea that, that, you know, JJ's getting a lot of criticism for making. Well, even Lucas said this, and I know Lucas got some flack, but um, <laughs> well, Lucas keeps earning more and more flack. <laughs> he does, but I kind of agree with him. <laughs> oh, on, I know, I am too. About, I'm coming around. But... He's just like, you know what, you guys. You, he's like, you made a nostalgia film, and I'm like, yeah, he kind of did. Yeah, you know, I it's it was just, you know, I, I think for me the the big thing here, uh, you know, and. Was the um, as far as you know, too many parallels to the original was was Death Star three, Star Killer Base. Mm-hmm. When, when you know when Poe Dameron is you know in the war room with the the resistance and and he pulls up the comparison, you see a Death Star and then you see Star Killer Base and everybody goes, <gasps> you know, I'm just like, oh, I was like, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you see that. Asian guy from Lost walk around and awkwardly put his hand in his hand. <laughs> But when I was first watching it, these aren't the things that occurred to me. It wasn't until, you know, on social media and stuff and afterwards. Oh, really? You're gauging, yeah, I wasn't, you know, it didn't occur to me at at first. All the parallels? It kind of did to me almost right away because I'm like, oh, there's the droid droid carrying the plans. Oh, there's the desert. Yeah, and then (laughs) when you look back, you think, oh, wow, it's very similar. I was swimming in it first time through. I was yeah. I was drowning in it. I was like, okay, when's someone going to say I got a bad feeling about there? It was, uh, oh, it. there it goes. And of course, we <laughs> applauded because we're seals. <laughs> 
Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, I guess after the fact, I mean, where everybody's digested it and thrown out there on Twitter and mm-hmm. Facebook for everybody to kind of, you know, it, it, it even more, you're, you're just like, oh, gee, oh, man, oh, my gosh. And and I, I honestly, I, I know there's some people defending JJ and all that stuff, mm. but I'm like, I feel like he deserves the criticism, him and Kasdan. You know, I'm like, there was a few, I mean, I understand, we know, we knew this going in, that JJ is all about look and feel. And sometimes at the expense of story and originality absolutely and, and i feel like uh, we've known that and i feel like this movie can just cements that well, it completely cemented it and it just it, i guess it makes me bad because i felt like there was just a couple of things i mean you didn't have to do star killer base you could have had some other climactic battle yeah. of some sort you could have had a super weapon that wasn't just a you know a, a, a projectile a shooting laser. planet killer yeah, right <laughs> which is still there's a lot of question marks to that i'm not even sure what i saw going back to the it's blowing the, up the republic i'm like okay yeah. is this thing traveling through hyperspace the science, Are they all in the same system i don't get got this. a trench in it it's got a trench x-wings go down a trench i will say i will say the science ish of the star killer base i felt was some of the worst worst in major science fiction movie franchise history because the way they depicted it made no sense to someone who even has the most basic grasp (laughs) of physics and i'm like it's science fiction i get that but it's like you know at least you know if i'm gonna watch a roddenberry ip someone's gonna throw some words i don't understand at me to make me understand Mm -hmm. but in this case the in the novel what it did was it fired a projectile that yeah. actually traveled through, I think in the novel it called it sub hyperspace or something like that, yeah, but cool. it actually disappeared as it left the firing mechanism, went through hyperspace and came back out, hit the planet, caused the planet to go Nova because it was firing the energy of a star into it, yeah. which then destroyed the surrounding planets. Not this weird plasma ball that splits magically into several that all go where they're supposed to go. <laughs> so that, I was like, that's what... As it was happening, that's what I was expecting to see. And then that didn't happen. And I was like, wait, what? And then found out in the novel later, I was like, oh, oh. So it should have been what I was thinking it was going to be. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Right. So, yeah, that was that was a pretty wild stretch. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of that's the groaners. I, I, I'll tell you what, too. There's been there's been talk about JJ regretting not signing on for for eight because he's yeah, read the script that Ryan Johnson, you know, read and all that stuff. But you know, after seeing this film again, I like the film oh, yeah. overall, but I'm kind of glad JJ's not involved anymore because the last thing I want to see is the beginning of the of episode 8 on a snow planet with with metal <laughs> tanks walking around and and a and a city in the clouds everybody's and riding upright goats <laughs> right. yeah i had i hadn't thought about it cuz you know that this isn't a slight at JJ Abrams this is slight at just the way the films turned out you know uh and I read the article uh, that we put on the Twitter account where he's actually responded, uh, you know, and saying, oh, some people might say it's a com- complete ripoff. I actually, I actually read it out. He's put, what was important for me was introducing brand new characters right, using right. relationships that are embracing the history that we know to tell a story that is new, to go backwards, to go forwards. Yeah. But I, I just... You didn't have to put too many similarities. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's economies of scale. Yeah. And like, like I say, I love J.J. Abrams. I'm not, you know, this isn't a slight against the guy. It's just my 
kind of opinion, you know, towards the film. Yeah, it was, it, it definitely, you can tell what they were doing was very intentional. Right. Mm. And they successfully did it, but they may have been a little meat fisted about it. Uh, or a lot of meat fisted about it, depending on your take. I think what we may need is to see the next two films mm. well, yeah, right. to then yeah, say, yeah. okay, were we invested enough and cared enough about these two to say that whatever was done in that first one was more mm. or less necessary or at least very successful because mm. we went in. Like, I got to tell you, going into episode two, I was kind of like, well, I'm looking forward to this. Um uh, I, I mean, I know what happens. Uh, let's just see. Let's see what they show us. You know, whereas now I'm like, I want to know this. I want to know that. I want to know this. You know, mm. and I'm really rooting for these characters. Again, prequelitis is one thing, but there's something to say about the execution of those films. You know, you were talking about how you're a big prequel fan. I'm a big prequel lore fan. Mm. I yeah, like sure. the stories and I like the lore, but mm. the execution of the characters and the dialogue poisons the films for me. Oh yeah, sure. There's yeah, they're not the most brilliant sort of. Yeah, I agree. They're, right, they're not the most best acted. Right, films and, and as a result, but, like going into the films, I was like, well, I'm going to learn something. Mm, but that's yeah, as, I mean, you, that's you about can't just write them off and dismiss them just out of you know. And some people just pretend they don't exist, but they do, and they're kind of an integral part of you know the entire galaxy in itself. Right, right. And having said that, I think. I'm at the point now where I'm like, I know that that was kind of a, that a force awakens was definitely kind of a messy set of hooks and bait, mm. but I'm, I've got, a, I've got a lot of hope that the payoff is going to be pretty good. Yeah. I can't I, wait. For, I can't wait for episode eight. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. hated it that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's, and you know, if, if, unless JJ's just blown smoke, but you know, for him to actually, you know, vocalize that, geez, I wish I would have, you know, stayed on after reading Ryan Johnson's, you know, script. I, I mm. by the way, I don't know if people understand this, but Ryan Johnson wrote, has written the script for eight and is writing the script for nine. Oh, I did not. Even know that. though, even though Trevorrow is directing nine, the script that is, makes me is, very happy because again, I'm not a big Jurassic world fan. At me all. either. Me either. So at to hear that he's, all. He's not no, part of the writing so, process. I'm, I'm that kind of, I'm breathing a sigh of relief. So this, I was quite uh, the, worried about, yeah, about all, all, all this new payoff stuff that you're talking about, Corey is going to be in Ryan Johnson's hands. Really? Ryan Johnson is going to be the center of all this. Well, After this is all said and done, it's going to be what he brings to the table. Right. And, and I, I, I just, I just keep going back to Looper and thinking that Looper was such a well-paced film and had so much intellectual overtone you know, an emotional overtone to it that I'm like, okay, that's going to, we're going to leave a little bit of the wild gravitas behind and really get into the guts in these next films. That's what I'm right. really, really hoping for. Right. Right. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that we'll get it. So, right. So, okay. I mean, do you guys have, I mean, we're, we're at, we're going on an hour at this point. So do you guys have any other, any other, uh, I don't know things that you really want to get into stuff that maybe you've read since uh, about the film and, and things that have had to have been kind of clean up, mopped up. I mean, we haven't even talked about T R eight R. Right. <laughs> well, I would Captain, like to, we, we can Fasma's talk about the lead role in episode eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, Captain Fasma comes back big in episode eight. That, <laughs> yeah, I really, right. really hope so. Because you know it oh, was man, what happened? that was yeah Captain Phasma, you know this and and to the point where Gwendolyn Christie was it was a was a supporting featured uh, I mean she was out 
doing all the promotional campaigns and stuff like that mm. as a yeah. secondary featured ca- character. And instead she was somebody with like three or four lines yeah. who was the biggest sellout in the history of bad guys in star Wars. Like, Oh yeah, oh. I'll turn well, it off. It was completely. You. I mean, it was completely a, a Boba Fett move, right? I mean, Boba Fett, you know, has got this big giant mythos, you know, yeah. from the original trilogy. And when you look at his screen time, he's got nothing. <laughs> I mean, all this is built up after the fact. So I have a, I have a feeling but at least that's, Boba that's Fett, the treatment that we're going to get with Phasma. But at least Boba Fett went down fighting, literally went down fighting, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but Phasma just kind of rolled over and took it. And this is another place where the novel did something completely different. Uh, yeah. When, when Phasma took down the shields in the novel, it was Chewie was crushing uh, her helmet with his hands. <laughs> and and she was saying something like you know yeah even a Wookiee won't be able to get through this helmet and and uh, and it like suddenly it crunches a little bit and she grunts <laughs> and Han's like well I guess that proves that you know <laughs> yeah. and so that's why she, like he was literally crushing her skull Chewie very violent in the novelization <laughs> yeah, earned, as well he should be earned his reputation from uh, from a New Hope with some uh, dearming. Yeah, some right. people. So I, I didn't want to say disarming. Well, de-arming. <laughs> well, let me let me ask this. I mean, what are some we've hit on on some of our criticisms? I mean, maybe we can do some rapid fire. What what we felt like some of the good points were in the film. Good good idea. That way, everybody can know that your hate is somewhat mitigated. <laughs> yeah, we, we're not all just. <laughs> we can Mike, end on the on the Mike, positive. You go first. I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want any Twitter followers, do you? <laughs> When's this going out? Uh, <laughs> my, my my big one was Daisy Ridley. I thought I thought she stole the show. Holy um, cow! This girl comes out of nowhere. Yeah, right. I, I I just yeah. I thought her her performance was just out of this world. I just thought that she was the right amount of everything. I mean. She felt vulnerable yet strong. She's gorgeous and expressive. She's funny. She's Bobby badass. <laughs> She's everything. Roberta. You know? Roberta. Roberta badass. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just thought she now. Now, some people are coming out now and we had we had a Twitter follower um, spark a conversation about her being a Mary Sue. And for those who don't know what that term means, a Mary Sue is like a, a character in in um, a movie or or a book that is like can do no wrong like yeah. everything about her is just him or her it, it actually stems from something even lamer which is you know like fanfic <laughs> and stuff like that yeah and mary sue is kind of the projection of the author into a character where gotcha. all of the other established characters are amazed at how perfect and good the projected self-image in the story is <laughs> right so it's kind of like you know i went to hogwarts and everybody there loved me because i was the best <laughs> at everything when guardian levios this you know and so that's that's where the the that kind of the negative connotation is to that where it's like it's an unrealistic elevation of one character over all the rest like too and perfect I, and i'll tell you what i can see i, I understand that criticism i just not buying into it because i she just she's charismatic she draws me in so she she is but there's obviously i mean obviously a reason there's obviously a reason this is happening it's not like Direct, she just happens to be super good and oh my goodness you know there's something there's more story there that we don't know and that is the risk it comes across as mary sue because we don't have all the information yet right but right. and that's something else that i think is is touched on more in the novel as well which is i think kylo ren has 
has a line where he recognizes her. Yes. In the yeah. novel, it actually, says it in is the movie, or something like there that. is a there is a line in the movie too where they say, "Oh, there was a girl," and he looks over and he goes, "What girl?" Oh yeah, he throws out the force grip and sucks <laughs> yeah. the dude into his hand, which is awesome. Yes, you know? yes. Uh, but, so, but yeah, he knows there's something going on. She's she's got some she I she I'll does. say it, she's got some training and she's been she's been you know memory wiped. Yeah, right. Know? Something's triggering now, and that's yeah. why all of this is. This is happening, right? Right. Right. Agreed. Agreed. But uh, yeah, no. I, I to me, she was definitely a, a highlight of the film. Well, so. I, I yeah, from the promotional materials, I was I was ready to not really like her that much. Walked really? out of the film going, she is the best. That was the best casting mm. for a main Star Wars character. Blew me away. I felt. But again, I'm yeah. gushing again. Potter, where did you fall on the matter? I'm going to go John Boyega. I mean, Daisy Ridley was brilliant. Uh, I'm interested to get, you know, I haven't heard much of other people's opinions uh, on John. I mean, he's a brilliant guy yeah. and he's a great actor. They're, you know, you see him off screen as well mm-hmm. and they've obviously got the chemistry, brilliant oh, chemistry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And all the characters just blended so well. Yeah. You know, there wasn't, I couldn't really kind of, with Oscar Isaac sometimes it was a bit cringy. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, agreed. And, and some of John Boyega's humor, I don't know, was a little bit uh, kind of too much at points, you know. As the, as the English would say, cheesy pie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, all the characters are brilliant. The casting was, you know, brilliant for the new bits. Um, I was just expecting, I think... It, I think everyone on the planet was expecting more from, you know, Captain Phasma and wanted her in more. But obviously she's going to be around, you know, for the next one. So maybe she may play an integral part there. Uh, I just wanted to get your guys' opinion, actually. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy has said everyone is returning. Yes. Now... Yes, including... Yeah, it's, when Harrison it's, Ford. Yeah, um, I mean, it, there's no spoilers. If you're listening to this podcast, you're right. gonna, you know, everyone, <laughs> everyone's gonna know how. <laughs> well, some people, happen? some people are saying. Did she that specifically say including Harrison Ford? No, no she, she just, didn't specifically she say everyone. that. So and this, she had to slip a memory and just forgot on, you know. Or, or I mean, this was supposedly she said made these comments before the film came out. So mm. uh, one would one could assume or theorize that she was hiding the fact that Harrison Ford was going to be okay. killed off. The film. So, but since then, though, there's been other articles and more chatter about him returning. Somebody actually, I heard it on the radio. Somebody report that he signed on for episode eight. Now, how that is or how that will be presented is will be interesting it's gonna have to be since he's dead it's gonna have to be a um well i don't know guys I, it's gonna this, come back this with is, spider legs well like, oh. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well i mean i mean the obvious well the this obvious, is awkward but that ankle's gone that's the upset <laughs> yeah. the obvious thing here is to say that he'll come back in a flashback of some sort right uh, which which may make sense if they're trying to you know, explain, you know, the, you know, the past and, and all the relationships and all that stuff. But I mean, is there a possibility? I mean, it's been thrown around in star Wars about you know, trying to bring people back. Three words. I got three words for you right here, Mike. Holographic Sabic dealer done. 
<laughs> you know, tell me that wouldn't be great. Okay. Yeah. It's like, well, he's dead. We might as well use his image for everything. It's like, oh man, somebody walks, Chewie walks in and just starts turning tables over. You know, he's like yeah. Jesus flipping tables in the temple, all pissed off because his buddy's being used like that. I think it's perfect. <laughs> I'm pulling yeah, in all the biblical references on this. this is gonna be, until until the next one comes out, or we hear some kind of definitive one way or the other. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That's gonna be speculation, I think, on the part of a lot of nerds. So yeah. that was uh, <laughs> that Kathleen Kennedy quote was from the premiere, the London premiere. Yeah, was it was it actually at the London one. I didn't yeah. know if it was a London or, or it was indeed the Hollywood so, one. Max von yeah, so Sydow was also killed. Let's, not, for, let's yeah. not forget that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, maybe yeah. maybe Max von Sydow and Hansel and you know Harrison Ford like mm. merge into one non-force sensitive <laughs> force ghost. Han von Sydow. <laughs> I don't. I'm never going to remember Max von Sydow's character name because his real name no, I, is a is such a good Star Wars. It name. It is. I, I, was trying, I was trying to think of it earlier, yeah. and I was you know because Max von Sydow says you know Kylo Ren. I knew Kylo Ren was related. You know, and obviously put two and two together because right. as soon as they meet, he talks about the family. The family. Yeah. He right. says, "I can't remember what he says, but he says something about letting your family down and right, your pedigree." You, know, yeah, you can't. Yeah, so right. you kind of. I mean, nobody else would have known, but because of the spoilers and stuff, you know, you kind of thinking, uh, you know, exactly where it's kind of going. You know, right. I was trying to think earlier, and I was gonna, you know, I was trying to think of, you know, clever points to make, which I haven't made any. Uh, <laughs> but I was trying to think of Max von Sydow's character name, and I couldn't. It's is it Takana something? I should look it up. Really, sounds about right. Yeah, I I'm sitting at a. I'm sitting at so many computers right now, and I've not bothered to start looking it up until just now. Yeah, um, I've got Max von Sydow here. I've got a list of the cast. Uh, 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 uh. Come on, IMDb. No, be with me. <laughs> God, it just. I've just got a list of the, all the films he's done now. Yeah. So, yeah, him anyway. <laughs> I can tell you. <laughs> him anyway. I like it. Lore Santeca. That's the one. Yeah, I knew it was like a free barrel. Well, you knew it was going to be a one-syllable first name because that's the that's rule. It. Yeah. Except for Kylo. He gets two. <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys what you felt about, because um, I felt very strongly about this character, um, Lupita Nyong'o's character. I love I did too, man. I thought she was great. I, I, I was just—I didn't realize my grandma was still alive and kicking. <laughs> I was, you know, I, after I saw the movie, I, I I wanted to look up Lupita Nyong'o and find out a little bit more about her. The girl is thirty-two years old, mm -hmm. and for her to put forth the um, wizened sage, you know, character that she did—that is Maz Kanata. You know, just just the way she delivered those lines, and you know this this character is like a thousand years old. It's it's like a Yoda type character. Mm -hmm. I just thought she really channeled. I, I just I just thought her performance was brilliant. She just channeled something that you wouldn't expect out of a of a you know she was recently a twenty something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's you the know, first time that young. First time I've seen her in something that made me that where she made me laugh. Yeah, because right. the couple of things I've seen her in, she's been very melodramatic, which and very well. She's a living legend. I mean, she's gorgeous. She's got the unblemished face of a like seventeen year old, but like you said, portraying uh, such such a, a major range there. And the lines were great. I'm sorry, oh, man. Where's yeah. my boyfriend? <laughs> Where's my boyfriend? Yeah, that I, was love great. That. I love I that. I like that Wookie. <laughs> I love that. 
<laughs> I love that. I'm like, ooh, this one's a spark plug. Strap yes. in, boys. That was yeah. That was the line of the film for me. I, I <laughs> she was uh, she was something else. I just really really enjoyed that character. Yeah, yeah. And thankfully, we do know that she survived. Yes. Yeah, I was, was going to say, did she actually survive? And then yes. we had you know a big conversation about at work after we saw the film about who survived and who didn't. And there, are, there will be deleted scenes, most likely on the Blu-ray, that show her coming up out of the rubble and stuff. <laughs> In fact, I can't. Well, I mean, just climbing out with the rest of them, not just like you know elevating, <laughs> levitating out of the rubble. But uh, she, uh, she is force sensitive. She's wow. not, I don't believe we have any background that says that she was mm, ever trained mm. as a Jedi, but she uses a couple of force abilities in fighting mm-hmm. the first order mm, in right. the novelization. Wow. Okay. So I, I kind of got hints of that just from her conversation with Ray. Oh yeah. You know that she, she, she knew something about the force, even if yeah. she was formally yeah. trained. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, even in a conversation with Finn, you know, with, you know, I've seen those eyes and that stuff. Yep. So, yeah, I uh, I really like that character a lot. We've really come down hard on Garrick since that initial spoiler cast for saying, hey, what the heck? And he's like, no, I don't dislike the character. It's just that I don't know why it had to be CG. Like, why did it have to be a Yoda? I, yeah, I kind of see where he's coming from on that. It, was, it is kind of... I, do, I don't know, but I don't feel like the CG was obtrusive. Like, no, it wasn't bad. No, I mean, it wasn't bad. I just felt like, geez, as as strong of a as an actress as she is, why not get her get her there in the flesh? You know, I don't know. That's kind of how I felt. I I don't think it detracted from the film at all. Don't get me wrong. But I felt I just, like they could do more with CG than they could have done with makeup to make that type of a character. If you're going to turn someone as like absolutely perfectly statuesque as her into yeah. an old lady. Sure. She would look good in them glasses. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be entertaining. I but, feel you. I I know what you're saying. I, yeah, I, it doesn't detract from well, me. I mean, go back and watch the original Jurassic Park. It still looks great. Sure. Because yeah. they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And look at every film with that that much CG since. Right. Look like crap. Right. You know, look, watch Lord of the Rings. They go, they go now. too far. Right. Lord of the Rings, which was amazing at the time, looks like garbage now in terms of how the CG blends with the rest of the imagery. And it just doesn't. Um, I feel like, I feel like there's, this was safer. I mean, time will tell we get wiser as we see better. Yeah, right. Right. You know, but, uh, but I think that, that it'll hold up. I really do. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling it seems it like it. I mean, I, I just, uh, geez, years ago, we've, we even mentioned, um, you know, how much we, we felt that, you know, CG was just taking over the landscape and, and, and Lucas was going too far. And I remember conversations, Corey, that we had about, um, the movie under was underworld yeah. with the werewolf movie and, and vampire movie, how it was kind of refreshing at that time. Geez, that's 10, 15 years old now, but, um, at it least. was refreshing. Uh, to see that movie where they are bringing out guys in rubber suits and all that stuff. And, yeah, and, dragging them with a like a boom, dragging them along yeah. the wall to make them look like they're crawling on the wall. And right, you're like going, right. that doesn't look like they're actually on the wall at all, but it looks it just, cool. But yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, there, it still felt it still felt real. And, and I, you know, fast forward to The Force Awakens, I, I you know, I like JJ's approach for, yeah. for the most part. I think that it was an appropriate amount of cg versus you know real practical on set you know I, it, it makes a difference man it makes a difference when your actor is in a on a green screen and and they're looking around and they're like i have nothing to riff off of you know 
you know, and they're just being described what is around them. Yeah, you can tell. You can just tell. You know, these folks, you know, the Daisy Ridleys and Boyegas and everybody else, when they're on the real practical sets and, and you know, can look around them and see, you know, a table and, you know, and, you know, a campfire or whatever, you know, whatever's around them, you know, they can, they can act off of that. And it really does make a difference. So yeah. I think you're right. I think this will stand up. Yeah. I, 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 that's the other thing is I haven't seen any set photos yet of what they're playing to on set. You know, I mean, yeah, you, you right. don't get a lot of scenes where someone's in the frame with Maz Kanata looking at Maz Kanata. Right. Like if in there's the a same stand frame. In or, yeah. Right. But I'm, I still want to see what they were playing off of on set. Cause I don't think I haven't heard anything about uh, Lupita Nyong'o being on set, you know? So Right. I'm curious how they did that because it all played off very well in the film. Sure. But mm -hmm. yeah, I um looks I, like we might have dropped someone or we got him back. Uh he no, he's not there yet, working on it. <laughs> okay. So But uh yeah, Lupita Nyango, definitely one of my highlights in the film, uh for sure. Um kind of hitting back on John Boyega, um, Steve brought up before. Uh, he was kind of, for me anyway, I felt like he was kind of the surprise hit of the film. I didn't know what to expect from him going in. I knew that he was, um, had had the chops, you know, everybody talked about how great of an actor he was and that he was going to bring something right. um, to the film. I was surprised though, because going into that film, everybody felt, everybody kept describing him as the next Luke Skywalker. I think he even described himself when they approached him as, you know, they said, hey, you're going to be the next Luke Skywalker. Obviously, this character isn't that, though. Finn is more, way more of a Han Solo, in well, my opinion, than I, he is a Luke. Maybe, but he's also more of the, more of the everyman than Han Solo was. Even though sure. Luke, I mean, Luke turned out to be this great, powerful Jedi, supposedly. Um, the he was still just the farm boy. Well, Finn's the closest thing you have to just, he's the scared dude that ends up in the middle of a situation who was, he wasn't prepared for. So in that compare, in that vein, he is more of the Luke Skywalker character. Whereas Daisy Ridley doesn't seem to sweat the small stuff at all. Every mortal peril she gets into, she's just like, I don't know. I'm gonna rip this thing off and plug it into this thing. We're good. You know, she seems to keep her cool a lot better, much more like Han did. Right, right. So, well, uh, the, uh, I guess what I meant by that is, is John Boyega is the I, I need to get out of here guy. He's like, I don't want to be here. I don't care about your rebellions. That's I don't true. Care. That's true. You know, he was definitely I, the he's trying to regard, he's yeah. trying to get away from from everybody. And really, the only thing that kept him around was Ray. You know, which I guess could arguably, you know, you, you could say that you know that's kind of what kept Han Solo around was Princess Leia. Yeah. You know, kind of yeah. thing. So I in, guess that's that's where I saw him. But in that way, he is much more like the Han Solo analog, but with the innocence-ishness. Right. <laughs> I say that because you know he was a soldier and everything of the farm boy. We don't really have a farm boy. We have a scavenger, but that scavenger right. is different. Different. It, yeah. And they're, they're just enough mix up there to make the formula a little fresher. Yeah. Given how much there was, you know, kind of repeat and callbacks and stuff in this film. So, but I, I, I know, I know Steve said, you know, that maybe some of his, his uh, lines were kind of cheesy pie. I don't know. I, I, I liked it though. I guess, you know, th there was a lot of uh, tongue-in-cheek stuff in, in this film, but um, I don't know. I guess I welcomed it because, um, yeah, there was a lot of it, but it just was done so poorly in the prequels. Yeah, that was, there, it was a relief. 
Yeah. It was a relief. Like, okay, yeah, there's right. a little much, but at least it's executing properly. Right. And and I and I felt like the I, we were kind of touching on this earlier about, you know, the actors really riffing well off of each other. I thought I thought Ray and Finn and Han Solo, I, I, those three together, they just they they fit well. And, you know, for uh, especially, you know, with like John Boyega riffing with, you know, Harrison Ford, you know, that would seem like maybe a challenge, but you know, for two very good actors, they just, they pulled it off and, and, uh, um, yeah, just it was believable and fun and and uh, they they had some uh, some nice moments I guess together yeah. <laughs> funny moments. <laughs> Boyega has also been a class act in interviews about his relationship with Harrison Ford. Talk about how they're like total best friends now. They hang out constantly. <laughs> yeah, <I bet. laughs> the dude, the dude cracks me up. Yeah, he, he is really funny. does. Yeah. Uh, so okay, what do we going into episode eight? What do you want to see? Oh, you know, well, I'm going to hold on. Potter, are you with us? Oh, it says he's there, but he's not there. We can't hear him. So, yeah. okay, Mike, I'm going to throw that back at you. What okay. do you, what do you want to, uh, you know, the, the, the great thing is we touched on this toward the beginning was, you know, the, the idea that, um, we don't know what the future holds. And, um, I don't, I don't know what to expect right now. And that, I guess that's the exciting thing to me. I, I really have no expectations. I, I know right now, almost as soon as the, the film came out, everybody was exploiting the internet with all their theories and who's this and that and Plagueis and, and Darth Vader's and, you know, all this stuff. And, uh, I haven't partook, partook in that yet. And, and I, I will, I'll get to that point at some, at some, you know, time, but at the moment I'm just kind of relishing the fact that I have no expectations that, this is all fresh and new and I'm not, you know, it's, it's going to be all surprise. It yeah. All I think, especially this next one, I think we knew a lot about, I, and for the most part, we really did, you know, going into this film, know all the, the big points, you know, I, I don't think there was anything that we got. It was blatantly wrong, uh, you know, going into this. So, but well, I'm sure we said a lot of things that were blatantly wrong, but I think the most of our major the key big plot points, points, the big, the, plot the fanboy wet dream was definitely a little off. Yeah, not quite there. Right, <laughs> not quite there. But the big plot points we kind of had ironed out relatively well. So I guess we can hang our hats on uh, that. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you the one thing I'm glad the one thing that there was a prediction about that uh, not that we expected it but that didn't come true was a hand floating in space holding a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, that's the one, the well, one prediction that I was uh, kind of happy about. That well, yeah, that, uh, that was that was actually the opening in the shot book. Of the, no, in the book, <laughs> it was the opening shot of the film up until very very late in the editing process. Thank. God, <laughs> thank God that somebody pulled that out. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no. As far as expectations, though, for eight, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, Luke, obviously, I th that's going to be the big one for me. I guess is I, you know, that is one of my criticisms of the Force Awakens. Obviously, is that we didn't get enough Luke for my taste. Luke is my boyhood boy yeah. hero, and uh, yeah. I need to see, I need to see Luke unleash, <laughs> you know, at some point. And, uh, I'm hoping, um, uh, to me, it looks like ep episode eight is episode eight is setting up for the, you know, Obi-Wan Luke relationship with Ray and, and Luke, you know, he becomes the wizened sage that, you know, um, leads her and guides her along. Um, we'll see if it, it turns out that way, but, um, I want to see, I want to see Luke kick butt. Yeah. You know, we <laughs> came, did. we came, we sat in the very back row of our, of our cinema. Uh, <laughs> and we, uh, <laughs> we did that because uh, 
my bit like the uh, the back you know most of a like the american uh stadium theaters you have like the the stadium style in the back and then just sort of the yeah. slight incline in the front and i always mm-hmm. like to sit in the back row of the front section because that way there's no one kicking the back of my seat <laughs> and i can hear people behind me better than i can hear things in front of me so anybody talking pisses me off so that's where i usually sit we couldn't all sit as a group there so we're like let's just go sit in the very back row it was great that was fine. So in the time that it, after the movie ended, and of course we wait, waited way too long during the credits because they left the lights off. So we're like, maybe there is a post-credit sequence. And of course there wasn't. It was just ineptitude. <laughs> and so then we all start filing out. It took the time to come down those stairs to that middle section, turn and walk around the wall with all the you know lighted floor lights to walk back out of the theater. And I turned and I said, Mike's going to be so pissed <laughs> about how little Luke Skywalker there was. Like It was like the third thought that occurred to me after the movie yeah. was over. It's like, oh, that's exactly what Mike, I believe there's probably an episode where you said, I swear, if all we see is just a couple minutes of Luke at the end, I'm going to be so mad. Yeah, the rumors were there, but I never thought it was going to happen that way. I no. thought, yeah, I, yeah, they, you're don't, right. they don't have that much gall. I mean, yeah, almost from the beginning. You're right. Almost from the beginning, we were told that this was going to be a quest for Luke, and 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 so I was I was setting myself up that we weren't going to get a lot. I just didn't think it was going to be that little. Yeah. I, I just you know <laughs> literally it, not it's, a it's, line. Yeah, it's it's pull it's turn around, pull down the hood, <laughs> give a weird look, and then cue music. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I mean honestly, he looked, he looked like a deranged hermit. Yeah, he looks. His eyes were crazy. He looked like he's mentally all over the place. Right, right. But, you know, Mark Hamill's a brilliant actor, so he can pull that off. <laughs> but the funny, if he wasn't Mark Hamill, if he wasn't Luke freaking Skywalker, if he was somebody new brought in for the movie, <laughs> his pay would be so low because they it would be like, well, we didn't want to give him a line because then we'd have to pay him. Yeah, like that bumps you up into <laughs> right. another tier in the in the <laughs> guild. <laughs> you know, it's like this way we could keep him paid at like this low scale or something. <laughs> but you know that's not what's going. You know it's a three picture deal or whatever. But it it just seemed like that. It was like it was like that was so awkward and verbal, verbless. You know, no words. I was. It almost seemed like they were trying to make budget or something. Like well, do you guys? Do you guys feel like? And I, there's probably credence there. But um, do you guys? I, I mean, after seeing this film now, I mean, there was rumors. I don't know a few months ago about. How the 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 trilogy, this new trilogy was going to play out is that Force Awakens was going to be Han Solo heavy, and then the other two were going to be one's going to be Luke heavy, and the other one's going to be Leia heavy. Are, are you seeing that as a possibility now after what we've seen, or um, or is that still kind of questionable as 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 a direction? Potter, I'm going to defer to you because I have a I have a wacky response to this that's probably uh, doesn't hold a lot of credence, but ep- might spark additional conversation. Episode eight. Is going to be Luke and Ray. Yeah. Heavy, I believe. Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't got any inside information or anything. <laughs> it's probably all up in I the agree air. with you. I mean, it seems like that. That's where they're going. I mean, that's yeah. if they I mean, if they follow the the track of the original trilogy. Yeah. I mean, Lawrence Kasdan said uh, last week, I think, that he's seen. You know, he's read the script and he said it's it's weird. So, <laughs> you know, take that as what you will, but. You know, I mean, some some of the scripts are weird anyway. A you little know. weird is okay. I mean, some of these old timers don't know how. I mean, we're we're evolving as a cinematic audience, not just Star yes. Wars fans, but all cinematic audiences. Agreed. And so you kind of have to do stuff a little weirder to really get us to appreciate. You have to bring something new. And yep. that's not what this film did a lot of. No. So it's understandable if, you know, him being at the age where he's ready to retire from all this goes, yeah, eh, it's a little off the wall. Okay, good. That right. could be a good thing. Right. I don't know. Well, you know, keep hope alive. My answer, Mike, is uh, 
I don't think we're going to get a film with a lot of Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to get, I'm, I might piss off a few listeners right now. Uh, I like Carrie Fisher. I think she's a fine actress. She's not the same person she was when she was younger, not because she's aged, but because she's evolved so much in just all of her trials, tribulations, joys, hardships. She has turned into a different person yeah. than she was when she was young. Also, there's this thing and I don't want to be cliche or get anybody rolling on the eyes, but the Botox has well, that, that was murdered rough, the I, nerve endings yeah. in her upper lip. And I hate to say it because I'm I it's I, it's it's hard to say, but it's the truth. I'm I'm a I'm yeah. a Carrie I'm a Carrie Fisher apologist. I, I, I love too. her. I I, I I've, I've seen her actually her stand up uh, thing that she did a few years ago recently, and and just have a, a, a new respect for her. But just just because of the, the crap that she's gone through in her own life and her family and everything else, and it just I can't imagine having you know I don't think people can understand you know being raised in Hollywood and yeah. being you know, the daughter of, you know, two huge, you know, icons, uh, yeah. in, in that world. And, uh, to, you know, so again, I, I, I feel for her and I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of her, but I mean, she's not yeah, Lindsay Lohan or Amanda Bynes. She's no. still a success story ultimately, but the Botox that, that was, rough. it was really rough. And in fact, in huh. this film, several of her lines, I would almost say more of her lines were, she, either you were seeing the other person's reaction shot or you were getting her over the shoulder shot. They were almost right. intentionally looked like the editing was trying to hide her face. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, she doesn't look bad. She looks fine. Oh, right. But when, yeah, when she's talking, her upper lip is just dead. I just, I don't know. I feel bad too, because there's been a lot of backlash to her and that she's had to respond to. Oh I yeah. Recently, you know, because of some of that. And I just, I don't know. I hate it. I hate that that you know i mean she is a woman of she's a 50 60 something woman i mean that they can't just be comfortable in their own skin that mm-hmm. that they have to feel like they have to do those things you know to be able to be relevant in hollywood and things like that it just those are things that kind of turn my stomach a little bit right well and i wish know? i wish in this film they'd have just embraced it wholly it's one of those things where it's like rip off the bandaid okay her upper lip doesn't really work anymore Right. Just make us eat it. Give it to us so much that we cringe. Get right. the get the get the close ups right yeah, in your face right, over yeah, and over right. and over again. It's like this is it. This is this it. This is the way it, it is. <laughs> right. I mean, you don't even. I mean, Mark Hamill was in a car accident before Empire, so right. they had a Wampa attack him. Right. right. Exactly. You could have her get injured or some kind of thing, yeah. and then have a medical issue that she's bouncing back from, and yep. that's over with halfway through the film, and then we accept that she might just be a little off. Done. Yeah. If exactly. that, you don't even have to do that. Yeah, but right. because this movie seemed to, even the first time I saw it, felt very much like it was dancing around that. Now I feel like, well, now we've got this thing that is kind of up in the air. And and like you said, since the film came out, it's been a big subject. People have been really nasty to her about it. Yeah, and right. uh, and which is just disgusting. But thankfully, she's the type of personality who she appears to take it very, very well. She does. She knows how to laugh it off. Right. I mean, that's, that's that's she's had to. <laughs> right. Also, she's still you know princess mother frack and Leia. So that's right. You know, what are you gonna do? So, mm-hmm. anyhow, all right, boys, we're running long. Anything else? Any parting shots you want to take before we sign this one off? Uh, we haven't mentioned BB-8. <laughs> We haven't. We have, except for whether or not. A bit. I don't know. Do, I don't even remember if it was before we started recording or after. Whether or not it's the it's the bird or the thumb. It was, oh, yeah, right. was it before we were recording? Yeah, I, I, the bird I, versus uh, thumbs up. Yeah, are you a birdie or a thumber? That's what I ask people on imagery. If you're a thumber, I'm a thumber man. Yeah. What, I, what a, I want it to be and what what it is, I think are totally two different, totally things. <laughs> That's where I'm at too. 
That's where yeah. I'm at too. I want to be a birdie, but it really slowed down. Looks like a thumb. How many? It, uh, it'll come out in about five years, and they're behind the scenes. But <laughs> Potter, out of five stars, how, what do you give it? Oh no! Uh, <laughs> I can do it, man. You can oh, do it. Three. Three. I'm with you. That's that's what I rate it, man. Now I I, I got it. I preface all this by saying that these movies evolve over time with me. Yeah. So I may be actually. I think even the last two weeks I've been three and a half, three. Yeah. Right now I'm at a, right now I'm at a three. For for me, a three is a good movie. You know, mm-hmm. so it's right in the middle. Yeah. It's something that I enjoyed. It's just not. It just doesn't hasn't passed over into that classic. You know thing that i go to over and over and over yeah it's, it's it's definitely grown on me but you know for god's sake it's star wars you know i'm gonna watch it as many times as whatever well, you know right, i mean right. it doesn't i'll tell you what after we see eight and nine uh, you know maybe there's up. things that are happening yeah there maybe there's things that are happening in that film that i just don't understand yet right and i'll have I'll a wait for episode 53.5 <laughs> can't wait for that one i you can't know, wait for the storyline for me, uh, I, I probably came out of the theater at a four and have probably reasonably drawn it back to a 3.5. But mm. this film wow. for me is like The Dark Knight in yeah. the sense that I can watch The Dark Knight over and over and over again. I enjoy yeah. The Dark Knight, right. but as a movie by itself, I did not score it high. You know, yeah. I put like Dark Knight as a movie at like two because it's two movies hastily slapped together and the pacing is terrible. Right. In this case, I'm like, this movie doesn't stand alone very well. But as a as a thirty years later, trying to reinvest people into new right. characters by using links to the old stuff, and also setting the stage for a whole new story. I mean, it had to accomplish a lot more than one movie usually yep. has to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And having said that, as you know, I think I think it was Josh who said, you know, as the first movie of a trilogy, this may be the best one in the sense that episode one versus episode four versus this yeah. one. It huh? could be that this one, with all of the weight it's it carrying on its shoulders, yeah. is making us more excited. Because episode four ended with, yay, everything's better now. Yeah, right. You know, and this one ends with, yay, everything I, I turned out so that I guess it wouldn't get much worse that fast. Oh, gosh, <laughs> what's going to happen? <laughs> right. You know? Right. And having said that, I, I think this movie, you know, I might put it at 3.5 as a standalone score. But as part of, you know, the trilogy, it may be way more valuable than that. Well, let's 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 ask that question then too. Where where do you, where does this rank in the seven? That was the second question I asked Potter after he saw it. <laughs> oh no! I hate you. <laughs> Come on, man. Does it rank higher than Revenge of the Sith or not? That's what mm. I want. Yeah, that was the original one. That's what I said. Yeah. Uh, no, Revenge of the Sith's better for me. Wow. All right. Yeah, I'm just yeah. Being I, honest, yeah. The last hour of Revenge of the Sith is really painful for me. The first hour and a half, I love. The last hour to me just really drags and the whole lightsaber sequence on Mustafar is a snooze fest for me. It's just like, look, some lights and some CG lava everywhere. Hooray. So for me, I'm, I say that this one is right in the middle of the pack. You know, actually it's, it's neck and neck with new hope for me. New hope does have a really slow start after that initial, you know, uh, scene with the uh, star destroyer. So, I think it, it, it's it's you know right in the middle of the road, which is perfectly fine, right? Perfectly fine. And that's that's where I'm at. I'm it's number four on my list. So. Now my mother would tell you it's the best one yet. Yeah. Is, oh, is that behind Phantom Menace and Attack of the do. Clones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's number seven on my list. Yeah. 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 No, the second time I saw it, I took my daughter and my parents, and uh, 
we we got done and the the lights didn't come on again <laughs> and my <laughs> mother just leans forward cinema. yeah yeah well this was a the different one across town but they're owned by the same company and my uh my mother goes that was awesome that was awesome in her way like she was very excited and then we got in the car and my parents are both asking me all these questions and i'm like guys i know that i've been the wealth of star wars knowledge forever but i don't know yeah that's what i always like i said i don't and people expected me to because i'm a big star wars fan people were shocked that i didn't love it <laughs> i i automatically have to love a film because yeah. you know i'm so into you know the films themselves i said no i just don't it just didn't do it you yeah. know yeah yeah it's, it's being an analytical uh fan and not just a complete fervent mm. defender is lost on i almost most people Mm, they don't mm. understand how you can love something and not yeah. love every aspect of it. I mean, I love hearing other people's point of view. I mean, I've been shot down on Twitter and stuff because I said I didn't, you know, film didn't blow me away and what have you. And if, you know, that's fine. But I love hearing people's views and hearing people that have said it's the best one ever. And, you know, I mean, it's we're all in individual people, you know. So I, I really enjoy hearing that people loved it. And when people say they loved it, it makes me happy. I'm pleased for them. Yeah. You know, it it makes me good that Star Wars has had that effect on people. You know, me and my daughter love it. We've kind of got a tradition of going to see, you know, the prequels. Obviously not the originals because I'm just way too young for that one. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 40th end of January. Uh, Yeah, and, you know, she loved it. She was so excited when the opening crawl came on. And, yeah, she absolutely loved it. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's just great that, you know, if... It can reach out and people love it, and I think that's that can't that's no more than a good thing. You know, it's great. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, gentlemen, I think this has been a great uh, counterpoint. You know, if, if people came into this episode thinking that it was just going to be a bunch of shots fired, <laughs> I thought, it really oh, wasn't. Though I think we were fair. No, I, I, that's my whole point. Is that you know, it's like. Um, there, I don't think any point's been brought up that hasn't been a completely valid. There's no blind complaints going on. Everybody here is going, well, there's, you know, and we're all saying we like the movie. Yeah. Very, yeah. They're well, just varying flavors of how much we liked it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but to come down and say that, you know, it's good to come back with, because you know what? I think, I think, I really think Lucasfilm, I think they are shopping feedback. There's a lot of people on that continuity team now, you know, because it's responsible for everything now, you know, books, video games, down to your little iOS games. And there's a lot of ears now listening. Whereas I think before, you know, love or hate George, there wasn't a lot of, you know, give Uh a crap (laughs) about, about fan response. Now, yes, fan response. This is overwhelmingly good, but I think that they know they can't rest on those laurels because I think they know that if they had challenges in the past, that's why. Right. Uh And so this is good. It's good to come together. It's good to talk about this stuff. You know, nobody's, you know, hanging up their Star Wars hat and walking away at this point. At least I, no, I'm no, maybe no. there are a few psychos no, out all. there, but yeah, no, not at all. It's, yeah. it's Star Wars. It's never going to, yeah. you know, it's I, never going to go away. I take that hat off. My scalp comes off with it. So that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Hey, won't you please follow us on Twitter at fly casual 1138 where the present Mr. Steve Hall- 
Ireland to the UK. Oh, it never gets old. Never I've never received my full file for my ringtone. <laughs> That's uh, true. I but, you know, only sort of like eight months off before. <laughs> When it comes to sending files to people, that's about just below my average. So you might see yeah. it soon. Who knows? Yeah, you haven't got to mail it. <laughs> you can send it via email. You know that's true. I was gonna, I was gonna put it on a floppy disk at a very, a very low bit rate. But uh, where, where Steve here is, of course, curating uh, the Twitter for us with all the up to date news and announcements and rumors and reviews and toys and everything and of course we all like to take part and get involved in those conversations as well so please join us there and also won't you run out to where you get your podcast whether it be itunes or stitcher or wherever and uh and give us a nice review we could appreciate it helps us reach new listeners and if you want to uh, know anything about the shows obviously these are just kind of discussion point uh, episodes about force awakens but all of our episodes have show notes where if we're talking news and rumors stuff we have links to our sources so you can go through and gobble up all the meaty details of that at betterkind.com and just click on the corresponding episode in the meantime i am Corey. uh mike's over there somewhere toodaloo and potter is way over there somewhere well, at least he was. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for joining us, everybody. We are Jelly. Steve! Steve! The Empire has been disbanded. <laughs>